0: There's been some goalie turnover in the Central Division this offseason. So how do things rank? Where does Marc-Andre Fleury sit amongst these Central goalies? We discuss all of that today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Locked on Wild is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we continue our sizing up the Central Series And we look at the goalies. Obviously, the Wild have had some turnover in the net this year, but they're not alone. Several teams in the division have made major changes in net. So we take a look at who is starting for whom and where each team stacks up. My name is Seth Topol, host of Locked On Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with well over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota sports teams and guiding you through the offseason. Here on Locked On Wild. So, goalies today, and uh, obviously not the same names that we saw last year. Gone is Darcy Kemper. Gone is Ville Husso. Uh, several other teams making changes in net this year, and so we will discuss each team's starter and backup and how we rank them. So let's go through the names to start. And we'll offer up some general thoughts as to how the goalie position is looking in the Central. So obviously the Avalanche made the big change of letting Darcy Kemper leave via free agency. They go out and acquire Alexander Gorgiev from the New York Rangers. They have incumbent Pavel Francouz as well. So uh, those two are going to be the ones getting the lion's share of the starts this season. Obviously, the Wilds came into the year with Cam Talbot and Marc-Andre Fleury. Cam Talbot has since been traded to the Ottawa Senators. And so Marc-Andre Fleury will be the starter for the Wild this year. New backup this season as uh, the player that was traded for Cam Talbot, Philip Gustafson, expected to be the backup this season. Uh, and so uh, Gustafson will be backing up Marc-Andre Fleury. So that is the tandem for the Wilds. Next up, the St. Louis Blues. They've got Jordan Bennington and then Joel Hofer. I have no idea who that is. Uh, Ville Huso, not with the team anymore as he was traded. Uh, and so uh, no more Ville Huso. It'll be back to Bennington as the starter in St. Louis. For the Nashville Predators, UC Saros, obviously the best goalie in the division. Uh, he's being backed up by former Blackhawks goalie Kevin Lankinen. Over to the Dallas Stars, Jake Edinger, who put on a show in the postseason against the uh, Calgary Flames. Uh, unfortunately, Dallas ended up losing in that series anyway. And uh, Scott Wedgwood as the backup there. Over to the Winnipeg Jets, Connor Hellebuck, the starter with David Riddick from the Predators headed there. The Chicago Blackhawks traded for Peter Mirozek. Uh The Maple Leafs needed to find a home for him, so he goes to Chicago where he'll be the starter. And uh, at least according to the Daily Faceoff, the backup for the Blackhawks looks to be Arvid Soderblom. And then the Coyotes, Carol Vimelka and Ivan Prosvatov are the two goalies there. So, as we talked about, a lot of turnover, uh, but still very solid goalies in the Central Division. Uh, UC Saros, top of the class uh, in this division, has been very good over the last couple of years, Uh, has dealt with some injury issues, but uh, at the same time when he's played, he's been lights out. We also have in the Central Division the emergence of Jake Ettinger, Uh, Minnesota's own, and uh, obviously took the world by storm in the uh, postseason against the Calgary Flames. So Dallas is banking on him being able to elevate his play um, and uh, be that franchise goalie for, uh, for the stars. You've got the likes of Connor Hellebuck, who had a little bit of a down season, uh, by his standards, the Wild were able to, uh, to torch him a couple of times uh, this past season. And then you have the uh, Coyotes going with some intriguing but mostly unproven options. And Chicago literally filling the roster with uh, whoever will play there. So you have a wide range of experience levels, talent levels, and uh, just just a lot of different outcomes that we could see uh, in the Central Division amongst these goalies this year. So it'll be interesting to see how the rankings end up uh, based off of all of that knowledge. Uh, and so uh, we'll get to that to finish the show here today. But first, we're going to, as we have, discuss the Wilds' options and what they need to do in order to have a successful season in 2022-2023. So we will talk Mark andre Fleury and Philip Gustafson as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. If you haven't tried Bilt Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There is another new flavor. Ready? Delicious indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Allow me to introduce you to your new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs. Have a light and chewy texture with real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, they're good for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein. So don't walk, run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It is the perfect treat whether you're on the go or just looking for something to eat during your video game sessions or, or anything along those lines. Or if you really want, you can find a good hiding place and just eat them all yourself. But don't delay. Head to Built.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Com. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen of the day, Locked on NHL podcast, you can hear me discuss some of the Wild's moves over the offseason and uh, how they look heading into 2022-2023, plus all the other news surrounding the NHL each and every day. Locked on NHL is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. So looking at Marc-Andre Fleury heading into 2022-2023, he is the unquestioned starter for the Wild after Cam Talbot was traded. So there's no split anymore. There's no rotation. It'll be Fleury starting and likely Gustafson backing him up on back-to-backs or just on nights where he needs uh, needs a breather. And so for Marc-Andre Fleury... Really, I think the biggest thing that he needs to do is just to get back to some of that Vegas form. Now, had a lot going on last season, obviously starting the year with the Blackhawks, who were not great, and then getting traded to the Minnesota Wilds. Now that he'll have the entire offseason, all of training camp to get ready... And uh, be ready to rock for this team. Hopefully, that will help him be more comfortable and focus on uh, what's going on on the ice, as opposed to all the other stuff. And you know, you look at going nine and two for the Wild down the stretch. Nine and two is uh, is certainly nothing to shake a stick at, but some of the underlying numbers not uh, not super inspiring. Uh, Fleury had a couple of games where he did not really look all that good including that uh, final game of the season or or one of the final games of the season against the Arizona Coyotes in which he gave up like two goals in the first couple of minutes ended up uh, the Wild lost that game and wasn't good. Uh, He also had a game against the Seattle Kraken in which he gave up a couple of goals almost instantly. The Wild did end up rallying to win in that game. But um, that's something I think that Flurry can work on um, heading into this season, and I'm sure he will have already discussed it, is just trying to not give up those early, like, first couple-of-minute goals that just put you behind the eight ball almost instantly. Now, it's not all on him. Obviously, there are a lot of different things that can come into play, Uh, that lead to some of those types of goals. Now, the Wild will be trying to improve a penalty kill unit that was a disaster. And so some of those numbers affect your goalie as well. If you're giving up penalty kill goals almost every time you uh, are giving up those opportunities to your opponent, that's going to hurt your goalie. And so... If the wild can be better on special teams, that will help. But Flurry can take some of it on himself, and just not, um, just not being too jittery uh, at the beginning of a game within the first few minutes. Just allow the game to play out, get yourself settled, and uh, just, just let the game unfold as it does after that. And I think some of it too is the style of play that Flurry likes, which is giving up some of those big rebounds, trying to get the puck out from in front of the net and work it side to side. Uh, I think the Wilds getting more comfortable playing with that style of goalie will also help in knowing that by and large, if there is a puck out in front, a shot that Flurry faces, he's going to try to get it away from the front of the net so if the wild's defense is ready for some of those big rebounds that will help as well it's going to be a, it's a, going to be a collaborative team effort to try to improve some of those numbers but there are things that flurry can work on there are things that the wild defense can work on there are things that the wild special teams can work on as well to make all that happen the other side of the coin for the goalie position is Philip Gustafson Uh, coming over from Ottawa where he was expected to kind of be the heir apparent to the goalie position expected to be that franchise goalie didn't end up working out that way and so now he uh, is coming here for a little bit of a change of scenery Uh, when we initially talked to Ross of Locked On Senators about the trade sounded like He suffered from some of the same things that Marc-Andre Fleury does, tendency to give up some of those early goals. So a situation, too, where Gustafson gets the opportunity to work with Fleury on a daily basis, watch him do his thing, soak up some of that knowledge, and learn from an eventual Hall of Fame goalie that's, uh, that's not a bad situation for Gustafson to find himself in heading into the season. Uh, this is a big season for him because the Wild are getting an opportunity to see what he has and if he factors in to the equation moving forward. The goalie position was always a numbers game for the Wild anyway because you have Jesper Wallstead in Iowa who is going to be the franchise goalie for hopefully a long time. And so it's not like you're having to try to find that guy. You're simply trying to plug a couple of seasons with a starter, and then you're trying to find a backup, maybe a 1B beyond that. So Gustafson, if he performs well, if he impresses Bill Guerin, he could end up being that guy to where he sticks around long term, and maybe helps uh, the Wild check another box as they move forward. But that's on him. If he does not perform well this season, well, then that just makes it an easy that just makes it an easy move on for the Wild. But if he if he performs well, if he looks good in his opportunities to start. Then the Wilds can look as to whether or not he fits into the long-term plans uh, for this team moving forward. So, biggest objective for both goalies for Mark Andre Fleury it's to try to kind of get back to um, some of his Vegas form. Now, he's not getting any younger, so at some point, he is just this is just who he is as a goalie. You'd like to think with his work ethic and the shape that he keeps himself in that we haven't gotten to that point yet. But if we have, then that is a conversation that the Wild are going to have to have. They're going to have to try to figure things out. And in that case, then, if it's just not working, well, then I think you see a little more run out of Gustafson um, as the season progresses. But if Flurry can find some of his... Couple of years ago, form and if Gustafson can really learn from him throughout the course of this season, then the Wild goalies are going to be fine. Now, how do they stack up against the rest of the Central Division? We will finish today's episode of Locked on Wild discussing just that. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen of the day, make sure you head over to the Locked On NHL podcast to get the full lowdown on everything going on throughout the NHL. All right, rankings time. And as we've done with the defensemen, we talked about um, Roman Yossi. We talked about Kale McCarr. Same story applies here for UC Saros. He is the gold standard at the goalie position In this division. And so right off the bat. Soros ends up being the number one. So Nashville takes the top spot for the goalies here. Although I think the gap has certainly been closed. I'm putting the Edinger Wedgwood combo at number two. Uh, Edinger looked great in the postseason, if he continues that form going forward, Dallas has themselves their franchise goalie, and Wedgwood is good himself uh, in spurts. And so, you know, that's a solid combo as well. Uh, after that, you look at uh, how things play out, and really I was stuck between uh, the Wild, the Blues, and the Jets. Or, uh, for that third spot. And so I think at this point, I think I'm going to do this. I'm going to go with the Wild at three, and then I'm going to go with the Jets, and then I'm going to go with the Blues. But it's contingent on a couple of things. If Bennington plays like he did in the postseason against the Wild, he was... Terrible last season, which is why Ville Husso took the starting job, with nobody to uh, nobody to chase him, nobody to push him in that spot. It's possible that he ends up, you know, getting a little too comfortable and uh, reverting to form. But if he plays like he did in the postseason, he'll be back to that level uh, that he was previously with the Blues. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that Flurry bounces back, and again nine and two. It's not to say that he was horrendous down the stretch. It's just it seemed like it was just a little less than what we're normal used to seeing with uh, Mark Andre Fleury. and you know Connor Hellebuck as well trying to have a bounce back season himself. And the funny thing is, is the Hellebuck numbers they're not they're not Hellebuck number uh, standard. They're not like awful. It's just that it was not a year that he normally has uh for a Jets team that was up and down so if Hellebuck has a bounce back season, then um then that is something that's gonna help the Jets out immensely. I look at it like this: the backup situation for these three teams is not. The Wild have the better backup situation of those guys. Um, I'm I don't really know anything at all about the uh, the Blues backup, so he could be a young prospect for all I know, or just some guy that they signed off the scrap heap. Either way, not a whole lot of experience there. Riddick got torched in the postseason uh, against the uh, the Avalanche. And is limited in what he is able to bring to the table. So I'm banking on the upside of Gustafson, which is what has uh, separated the Wild um, in that category. I then am going to go with the Avalanche. A lot of unproven play here. Gorgiev has been a backup in New York. He's been okay uh, when he has played, but he's been very up and down. And Francis had some moments with the Avs, but uh, he also had some moments where he did not look as good as well. So there's a lot of unproven potential for the Avalanche, and so uh, I am ranking them next. And then the only other two teams that are left, I'm taking the, uh, the Coyotes and then dead last is the uh, Chicago tandem. Chicago had to get somebody to play goalie for them this season. So they're uh, they're dead last as they've been near the bottom in pretty much all of these categories so far. So not, uh, not great times coming up for the, uh, the Blackhawks here over the next couple of years. So there you have it, our rankings. Wild's getting third here. Let us know if you agree or disagree, too high, too low, Uh, For the wild goalie tandem. Let us know in the comments and uh, we will take that into consideration as we move along. We are going to continue to do a few more of these. We'll talk about the top lines in the central division and uh, we'll probably look at the special teams units as well as we continue to size up the central. But that will do it for today. So thank you for tuning in once again to today's episode of Locked on Wild. Now that you're finished, head over to the Locked on NHL podcast to get the full lowdown on on all things NHL as we continue to get closer to the start of the season. Locked on NHL is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just like Locked on Wild, subscribe on YouTube and follow us at your favorite podcast platforms. We are keeping you up to date on all things Minnesota Wild with new episodes all week long as part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network.